I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, welcome back to another new episode of Newly Dads. It's been a busy old morning. Right now in the studio, we do have my sister, Amelia. And we've got Apollo and Cosmo as well. We've been out all morning um, making Christmas gifts, haven't we, for the family? We went to one of those pottery places. I don't, You know when you go and paint a plate? Always an activity I wanted to do, namely probably with mates, and you go and like paint. I want to do like 12 plates and then you paint them up and then you serve them like dinner parties. But we thought for a really good Christmas idea, we had the footprints put on... Baubles, cups, baubles, cups, mugs. Everything, really. Back of my iPhone, everything, really. Ashtray. We did ask if, they, if anyone's ever made an ashtray with their children's handle footprint. No, no, this was the worst thing. They actually had them in there. No, they didn't. No, they did. They did. What do you think that little bowl was in the thing? Well, why didn't we do one of those? That's quite Because fabulous. we don't smoke. If we had, you know, an eccentric aunt or maybe if I had an eccentric mother-in-law who smoked a lot, maybe oh, maybe we should have done one. That's actually not the worst shout. My mother would really enjoy it. The idea of someone putting out cigarette ash on something my child's foot had been on with their name written underneath, with how many weeks they are written in it, absolutely no way. That's sacrilege. That's kind of made me feel a bit like, oh, that's really sad, but I think it's still quite fabulous. I really do. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are... The Newly Dads. The Newly Dads. Great. Let's right, try good. that again. We're the Newly Cancelled. Newly Dads. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Molly. And we are the, the Newly Dads. Dads. And this week, our twins are... 12, 12 weeks, weeks old. old. It's finally wine time, and you very much know what that's about, because it is us having our glasses of wine when we can finally chillax. And I'm going to tell you something else. Tonight... We have a night, Nanny. And we're just going to all have a lovely evening together and have a catch-up because, you know, we've been parenting hard. And I think to make this all strong and keep the bond alive... Well, talking about the bond alive, we do actually have later someone coming in. We were joking about something, and producer Ben has now booked us to have a sex therapist. I must admit, this makes me sweat slightly on the back. On the back, on the brow, on the lip, it makes me sweat everywhere. Are you nervous? Yeah, I am actually a bit nervous because I don't usually talk about my bellend or my... Sex anything life. else yeah well yes or with, lack of with many people let alone someone we don't know however the idea of talking about our sex lives is lols and i'm going to try and make it lols because that's what i do when it becomes awkward if i was the friend's character i would be chandler i think oh no you'd be um gunther i was about to say if you fucking say gunther. gunther you are gunther Right, so guys, the moment of truth is here. We've got Calandra just outside the door, and we're not going to keep you waiting any longer. This is going to need a very large glass of wine. I've done an awful lot 
on camera over the last 13 years. This is something that's making me slightly sweat when we talk about our sex life. Well, there's not much to talk about. It's the end of the podcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. <laughs> that was it. That was the Fuck last year. So, Calandra, we need your help, my darling. Here I am. So, my name's Calandra Balfour, and I'm a sex and relationship therapist. And I support individuals and couples to find the sex lives that they deserve, really. Do you remember when you used to go to, um, what they, in the education lesson, they used to, what was it? Oh, aptitude test. no. Yes. No, what's it called? Does anyone um, remember Career that? advice. Careers advice. You used to get the careers advisor. I can't imagine they said that that was going to be your future. Well, bearing in mind you're normally nine. They didn't. And that's probably why I wasted a lot of time finding out what my real course in life is. I also own sex shops in Brighton. So that's definitely not on the careers, selling dildos. So, Calandra, there is a situation in our lives, as you might have guessed by the podcast name. We have just had twins three months ago. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you very much. much. And I've just met them, beautiful babies. Uh, thank you. Oh, they are beautiful, yeah. But obviously, with having twins, I think this is something that's very normal, is that you don't have a wild sex life whilst these children are so small, because they yeah, are up all night and all that kind of stuff. However, this does stem slightly before that. We have been together for five and a half years. You don't have the biggest sex drive in the world, do you? I don't. I'm actually taking testosterone at the moment. As in the cream, yeah. Yeah, rubbing that into this me. Is, do you know what? This actually came from a friend. We're away in Portugal and basically she's menopausal and was having whatever supplements and basically got given this testosterone cream and then turned around to us and was like, you know, eight weeks later, suddenly I was randy as hell and giving a blozzer to my husband in the bin cupboard whilst my <laughs> kids were in the other room. That's absolutely true. She <laughs> did do that. Actually true. Glad actually we won't true. mention any names. We won't mention their names, but they know who they are. <laughs> but, and then Ollie's like, oh, maybe this is something I have to get onto because I have a healthy sex appetite, don't I? And like we're monogamous and basically boiled down to you were like, right, we'll just have sex once a week. And then... I don't I, think I've ever I, said that in my no, life. No, 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 you did. Because basically, I, you know when you start your relationship, like we've been together for five years. For five almost, and a half. Five and a half years. God, time goes by. Married three years in November. And I, in, in the beginning, it was brilliant. Like you were a goer. I mean, you didn't put out on the first night when I tried to, but I think that says more about me than it does yes, you. That was being a gentleman. And then gradually just slowed down. And then... I think I just gave up the ghost. I mean, every now and then I I get into my sexiest boxes. We have the same boxes. I fake tan myself. And, and then I think it. I look like David Gandhi on that ship. You're like, you I think you look like, like David Gandhi because you're two bottles of wine in. We're quite right. Well, exactly. What is healthy? Everybody is different. And there isn't too much or there isn't too little. But I think when issues arise in a relationship, it's when the levels are different, when somebody wants more sex and somebody's happier with less. And it's like how you navigate that compromise, because there is going to be a compromise. As an aside, I think it's the advice that your friend gave you was fantastic and testosterone cream for menopause. You know, it's something which isn't pushed in this country, but it's fantastic for raising the libido. How long do you have to have it for? Because I've been rubbing this shit on for a while. Are you rubbing it on your cock? No. Oh, God, that's the problem. You need to put it where it's going to work. Wait, hang on a minute. So <laughs> testosterone on his... I love the face of cock. I was going to say penis. Or, <laughs> I would say not. Or willy. Is it not because it's being absorbed into your system and then it's obviously boosting your testosterone? Yeah, but it's a cream and so it's being absorbed transdermally. But the place where it's going to work is your sex organs. So that's where you need to be putting it on. Well, I rub it on my lower arm. I've always had a quest. 
Did you have a horny stiff now, really? You've just been having a wank. Suddenly your left hand's like, right, okay. Yeah, it feels stronger. Suddenly you become ambidextrous. Absolutely right. So try applying it where you want to see the effect and you'll notice more of an effect. Okay, I'll take this. I need to rub testosterone cream on my knob. Yeah. And balls or just just the knob? Just the head, the glands. Oh, the actual on the head? Yeah. Well, there you go. We've got into things. All right. (laughs) What else can we do? As a sex therapist, what I'm interested in is when you notice a change in your sex life. I basically have a higher sex drive, right? Um, And then you just don't. I mean, you, you... yeah, I, I, I feel like, I, I like I've, the I've remained consistent. Actually, I like brisk, like brisk walks. I like, I like taking no, the dogs do, for a walk. I like Christmas but, in Germany. Lots of lovely things. When, you, when, when it you, comes to sorry. kind of down and dirty sex, it's not really me. When you say outdoors, I did once offer you a blazer outdoors in actually, Corsica. Basically, this is when Croatia. we first started dating, Croatia. and we were in Croatia, and you were filming out there. But how long have we been dating? Seven weeks, six weeks? Yeah. Again, at that time, you're literally like. Take me behind the shed. It was there was a main road behind where the villa was, where there were lots of cars driving past. You didn't take me behind the shed; you just took me behind the house. Full display of this main road, and tried to give me a blazer. And you said no. I said no because you had known it now. You would have taken it then. Anyway, I've always maintained a healthy appetite, but then I feel like you've dropped off. So when did you give up the ghost? So we started dating 18th of In the words March, of Ella Henderson. 2018. I probably gave up the ghost about around about April after that. Yes, I think it was probably a couple of years in. No, a couple of months. Don't be absurd. I no, mean, no, 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 no. It, it, there was a slow decline. So I think what I'm trying to identify, was there something that happened? You know, was there, was there something going on externally in your life that may have applied um, pressure or extra stress in your life? I mean, we've always got quite a lot of pressure. Do you know what I do feel? COVID I, does not co- help. COVID, us. and I felt I put on COVID weight, and I did put on COVID weight. I Who felt didn't, babes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I've lost twenty five kilo this year. Wow! I got fat because I thought I was doing the right thing by eating healthy smoothies, and actually it was full of nuts. And I was eating about two and a half thousand calories every smoothie twice a day. Mm-hmm. I was just getting bigger and bigger. Lockdown didn't help at all. Did I it? don't think that helped a lot of people because I no. imagine a lot of people had sex during lockdown because you get drunk, you go on a Zoom, you have a family quiz, and then. Suck, suck him off or something but that's what one does sometimes but I don't think we did that I, a lot also there's other aspects I don't think we were particularly happy and I feel that during that time absolutely I think we were numb everyone that knows me I'm always happy I'm always cheerful and always trying to be life and soul of the party etc I think during that time I was doing that but behind my eyes I was dead because there wasn't anything that I was wildly excited about because all I wanted was our babies. And that was a journey. I went on Prozac because I had to, because I felt dreadful about that. And I know that's also not a good thing for libido. And that was the best thing I've ever done in my life, is actually sitting there being like, I need to work on myself. And if it has to go on antidepressants for a little bit, I think I have to. I wasn't depressed. I just needed a boost. And that's something I've never talked about and something that is actually really important. But with that, is also the fact that your libido drops. Massively, massively. You know, libido, when we talk about libido, people think about their sex lives and actually getting down and dirty. But for me, libido is actually more like a zest for life. And if you're not doing the things that you enjoy in other areas of your life, then how can you bring that and express that in the bedroom? So for lockdown, you know, you'd think with all that time and people at home with nothing else to do, they'd just be like 
rabbits fucking furiously but they weren't they weren't because they weren't going out and enjoying themselves in other areas so it's understandable that that lull happened when I found out that I was coming on the show and meeting you guys obviously I know that you've got your babies and your surrogacy journey I mean that must have been really stressful one of the things we always say about this and it's quite serious thing is you make the decision to do IVF and have kids and you're green to it when you begin and it was a big long three four year journey of it not being a very easy thing but what we had decided was we were having children and what had happened for that sort of stasis of three years was we didn't have them so you know that where you're like you're going to have that next step and you're going to move on we basically have made this space in our lives for children much like anyone trying to have kids it's not that easy to get pregnant is it what we always say to people is you spend your entire 20s trying not to get pregnant and then you hit your 30s and it's fucking difficult to actually get pregnant and that is a story that is worldwide that's a real problem i just made a documentary for channel 4 about fertility weirdly i don't think the babies would be here had it not been for that documentary because we got told something about sperm one of us had two had three sperm that wasn't very good and we had to up that slightly but we used a little thing called pixie which is in ivf and basically they put a protein in a sperm and the good ones swim to it and we ended up with twins but that is something that is not a lot of people talk about stuff like that however there is going to be a lot of people listening to this that are probably in the same position as we are and as new parents or whatever like that and need some help what is your sort of golden piece of advice? Prioritise yourself and your relationship. It's so easy to fall into that identity of just being a dad. You need to find your relationship again and make time for that. So don't just get a babysitter in when you're going out or going to do something else. You know, get a babysitter and spend some time on your own, doing the things that you used to enjoy together. And that's a great starting place. We can't just wait to spontaneously be horny at the same time. You know, that's what happens in films and at the beginning of relationships and when we're really young. But in longer relationships, when there's family jobs, pressure, that just doesn't happen. So there needs to be some awareness about that mismatch and how you're going to get around it. Another thing that I tell couples is, you know, sex doesn't start five minutes before you have it. Sex starts days before. So it's about the foreplay leading up to it. You need to start the story a few days before. So sometimes it can be being a bit flirty, being a bit sassy, a little bit more playful touches. And sometimes it might be just really being clear about, you know, should we have sex later on? And giving the other person a little bit of space and time to have a little think about it. I mean, often a technique that I use with couples is having a little code word. Because some people are quite uncomfortable saying, I think I'd quite like to have sex later on. Is that right? So have you heard any interesting code words that would be like mm, Michael Barrymore or something like that? Like something Michael like Barrymore is so unacceptable. <laughs> he was found not guilty. He sold the house in Essex. We don't know who did it. You but cannot no, say Michael I Barrymore. Just say, I was just saying a loved presenter of the day. Bubba, what are you doing? Okay, fine. Let's go. Dale Winton. Just a love um, TV presenter. Someone niche. So... Is there any code words that you have found that are funny? <laughs> so another code word, there was a couple, a lesbian couple, and they used a strap-on and one of the dildos that they bought from me in my sex shop was a whale shape. So she would use, should we be nautical tonight? Oh my God, it's like being naughty, <laughs> putting the naughty in nautical. Oh! 
without right. sounding rude. I'm not being funny. I am always fucking naughty. Oliver's one of Oliver's favorite things in the world is citations, which is dolphins, killer whales, things like that. Porpoises. Yeah. Porpoises. I mean, maybe porpoises. But nice way possible. I don't want them up my asshole. <laughs> like there's something, there's something niche there. Oh. I've always wondered. See, I, I, I know it sounds also silly, but lubricant is a situation that I've always been quite fascinated in. Go on. Only because lube is often very smelly. It's not a nice smell. Oh, using the wrong one. Silicon lube, no smell. It's lovely. I don't really eat a lot of fruit myself. <laughs> and sometimes a lot of them are fruity and stuff and be like, or banana or whatever. One like of that your tasted. five a day. I wouldn't mind sort of a kind of a, I wonder if there's lube of like shepherd's pie or something like that or something like a, yeah, lasagna flavoured. Because then you'd be like, whoa, that is well, I just don't even know where the Pepperoni what, pizza flavoured so lube. Weird. Obviously, roast dinner or wine. Wine would be a good one, wouldn't oh, it? Wine God, would be if a there was wine favoured lube, I wouldn't get you out of bed. No, brilliant. quite right. We fucking come to the end of the podcast. I've <laughs> uh, discovered it. Let's create wine lube. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now I think it's for the fun part where we go into new deliveries, where we read out some of the questions that you guys have sent into us and probably overanalyze them. Oles, do you want to go for the first one? Yes. Hi, Ollie and Gareth. I'm going to fess up to something that I did when I was younger. As a tech-savvy 10-year-old, I was tasked with setting up my 85-year-old Nan's mobile phone. It was an era of prank calls, and for some reason I decided that I would prank my Nan by changing her voicemail. Instead of being the standard robot voice, I decided to personalise it and switched it for me, saying, Hello, this is the Big Knockers Hotline. Leave your message after the moan. The prank lay dormant for a few months until my Nan sadly suffered a fall and tried to contact my dad using her phone. He couldn't get through to her and instead was met by voicemail of me talking about big knockers. Wildly inappropriate for a serious time, my nan pulled through, but she's dead now. I'm joking, she's not. She's not I know that I, I made that up one minute. And the voicemail is now set back to, but to be fair, she was 10. She probably is dead now. She was 85 then. Uh, and the voicemail was set back to default. Quite boring, if you ask me, from Matt in Carlisle. I love this. They're 10 years old and they set up the knockers. That is a sharp 10-year-old. It is also... I actually think leave your message after the moan is, I think that's is comedy brilliant. gold. I've never heard that. Or leave the message after the moan. Like you've never really you've never really heard of that. I think that's quite fabulous. I once did go sperm bank, you wank it, we bank it. And it was my grandmother. <laughs> um, which was great. She what thought she, she had rung the right number. Um, <laughs> you wank it, we She bank. loved the sperm. Did you know it was her? No, I answered the phone. It didn't come up with like, hello. 
Anyway, there's something else that is actually slightly more on the subject of sex, love, relationships. And this was the idea that we were in a boarding house. And a boarding oh my school God, I know this story. It's since amazing. Since I was 10 years old. So that is when I went to boarding school and I stayed there till the very end. And at that time, there wasn't internet. You've got to remember this. We just started to get the first mobile phones and these were the kind of Nokias and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And my friend, and I'm going to say it, Dan Sloan, because he'll <laughs> love this and I know he's listening. He was the smallest in the school. He was a tiny little man. He's a randy little bugger. But his father had the biggest bank balance in the school. And he was the first person to get all the cool phones and there were the picture phones and all this kind of fabulous stuff. We also had this wild 14, 13, 12-year-old obsession with the FHM magazine and pornos. And so in the back of those magazines, there is the porn lines, if you remember Well, it's like the chat lines, it's directories. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you don't know who you're speaking to. Anyway, so, <laughs> they're probably speaking to Thingy's grandmother from before. Well, the quite. Leave your thing after the moan. Anyway, so we then found one of these numbers of a woman called Tina, and we uh, we called her up. She goes, hello. And we were like, oh, hello. The loudspeaker had just come in. This was a big deal. And we were like, they were like, oh, what, what are you doing? And we were like, um, we were like, oh, we're we're uh, we want we're horny. And then they were like, so what are you doing? Like, where are you? And Dan was like, I'm at my school. <laughs> and we were like, and he was like, I think you're a wee bit young for this, aren't you, Danny? And I've never forgotten it, and we've laughed about it ever since. Because one of those where we used to, but we used to ring up these porn numbers a lot. It's just funny to ring up sex lines and basically have a chat with someone when you're a 13 year old kid with all your mates. That was definitely Lynn piss. from Milton Keynes. It was it? Lynn from Milton Keynes who was like, Yeah, I'm wearing just my knickers, mate. That was literally that. So we have another new delivery. No, we haven't had a third child, but we do have another message from someone. What you got? Hello to the two of you. Just loving the podcast so much. I had to get in touch to tell you something that my daughter did when she was at infant school. I'm a single mom and I work as a hairdresser. And whenever I would struggle for a babysitter, I would often bring my daughter into the salon with me. One day, whilst I was at work, I got a call from her school and they asked me to come in as soon as I could, as something, I don't know where this is going, had happened to my daughter and a few of her friends. My maternal instinct kicked in and I left the salon as soon as I could. Upon arriving at the school, I saw a group of other parents and we were ushered into an empty classroom where we were greeted by the head teacher and our children who were covered in paint and had various chunks of their hair missing from their head. It turns out my daughter had decided to open her own salon. I hope she was, hope she was charging in the school toilets. Fair enough. <laughs> I love the fact she's probably seen the sinks and she's been like, right, wash your hair. She's probably done the full job. One of my mums looked at me with tears in her eyes and said they had a wedding to attend that weekend and that her daughter's awful haircut was going to ruin all the photos. I could only apologise and offer complimentary haircuts. The four of them went into the school with bobs looking like the Beatles. After I tried to salvage what was left of their hair, I never quite lifted it down on the school gate. Lots of love, Becky and Torton. I think this is brilliant. Did you go through an ugly stage? No. <laughs> I went through an ugly stage where basically I was about 16 stone and I had a swept over hair over one eye. It looked a bit like Gabrielle. You know, I once interviewed Gabrielle and she knew exactly who I was before I met her and I was really excited. I, literally, we're telling a story about having bad haircuts as kids and you just have to do a name drop. Yeah, quite obviously, because that's what it is. I, I, obviously, I know Gabrielle. She follows me on the Twitter. You've had questionable haircuts. I've had some fucking whoppers. Some whoppers. good ones, though. I've been known for my hair. That's, that's something that was a part of my uh, life. Your hair as a child, you wanted to be like Charlie from Busted. Charlie was an inspiration. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Not really an inspiration I could call to. But you did it so well. Sorry, I think my hair was more famous than Lawrence by the end. 
you were the Rachel of reality TV. That's the kindest thing you've ever said to me. I, he actually will take that home and he will bank Wait, that's that. That's so kind. That actually would mean a lot to him. That might get me sex tonight. Thank you everyone for sending in your messages and your stories. Make sure you carry on doing so. We want your naughtiest, your filthiest, your very funniest stories. Make sure you send them to newlydads at jampopproductions.co.uk. And guys, make sure that you subscribe to Newly Dads so that you can listen to all the latest episodes and catch up with us each week. So what actually is a G-spot? Well, I actually have quite a controversial take on it. G stands for the Grafenberg spot, discovered by a man. The lady who discovered the clitoris... Clarissa. But obviously... She says she... <laughs> it explains it all. It does. That's a 90s joke. Love you, Melissa Joan Hart. She actually follows me on Twitter, maybe just that. There we go. I'll tweet her. Carry Love on. Love you and Sabrina. The lady who discovered the clitoris, she's still alive because she discovered it not super long ago. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We have to discuss I'm sorry. This. Can we just talk about <laughs> someone who is still alive today only <laughs> just found the clitoris? Yeah. Not? That's well, not. So it didn't exist beforehand? No. I'm sorry. What was it before? Well, I mean, we always had them, but it had never been but identified. They, people were just like, what's that? They're like, oh, we'll call it's it just a bit anything, of skin yeah. that feels funny. Oh my God, that is amazing. They used to do all of their biological research on corpses. This isn't very sexy. And <laughs> Some it might be. Yeah. <laughs> well, now nearly dads. Sex with corpses. Right, okay. It was Go only back just to the corpses. <laughs> so they were found using cadavers that were donated to science. So a lot of the time they would be old ladies. What a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you done today? I had to look at an old woman's <laughs> and found the clitoris while I was there. I'm calling it a clitoris because that's what it is. Right. I'm I I, I am actually going. fascinated by this. Let's talk I'm about so this. Sorry. So in the examples and donations which they had, these people that kindly donated their bodies to science that were much older, their clitorises were not apparent and they had start to um wither. Is that happening in old age? I suppose that's probably part of menopause, isn't it? Part of menopause and through lack of lack, use. Lack of stimulation because obviously blood flow. I'm actually genuinely oh, interested in that. The, let's rather right, with right, it. Right, right. So <laughs> they just didn't notice it before. They were cutting open, to use your word, you. and they just couldn't see them. So then it took this lady to start actually using her, I think she must have been working as an obgyn person and actually going hang on there's a structure here and this is a pleasure structure and she had it herself and so she discovered the clitoris and she's now saying that what we know is the g-spot is actually still part of the clitoris i mean the clitoris is massive how long is it like 14 centimeters it goes into the body all down the upper thighs this is like the erogenous zone that's it, it's the clitoris. I mean, I get paid to go to nightclubs every now and then, and they cheer for me. Imagine going to a woman's club, being that I was the person that invented the clitoris. <laughs> the PAs she could get around the country could be fucking wild. Uh, producer Ben, I know who we want on next week. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. You've got a, like, G-spot in your ass around where your prostate is. Yes, that is an Hallelujah. interesting one from... Hallelujah. ...from Creator. I mean... Being like, why well, would they put it, it up there? Well, I mean, the Romans were doing it all day long. Well, of course. So, we sell a lot of prostate toys now, actually. It's yeah. really nice. Men are a lot more open about their G-spots and their presence and stimulating it and finding it. You know, straight guys as well. Even just beyond sex, I think there's this huge prostate thing because obviously prostate cancer is like a major thing and they're obviously going to get that tested. You have to have a finger up the bum. And lots of men can be so prudish about that. And I think people just becoming more comfortable with this 
would actually just I have just had be more open. Almost nothing up my ass ever. Like ever. Like I mean, it's just not a part of my body that I ever use. Did a doctor call Dr. Bellring and not put his finger up your bum? That was a prostate exam and I had prostatitis. Well, there we go. You've had something up your ass. Yeah. No uh, nautical. Nothing oh. nautical. There's been no finless whales up my asshole, And <laughs> nothing like that. That's just not my thing. How long have you had your sex shop? 18 years. 18 years. How long have you been married? 18 years. 18. Oh, God, there's, there's a correlation. <laughs> yeah, there is a, a correlation. You, there, is. <laughs> there is a correlation here, isn't there? There is, definitely. What's the nichest item you sell in your store? Um, Not niche, because everyone's allowed to have their own niche. But What's the most to... specific? Sounding bars are probably ones which always I'm intrigued about. So they are metal or silicon rods that you insert in your urethra. Yeah. Okay, talk to me about this. It sounds horrific, personally. but I know, I think it sounds horrific, but some people really really like it and you have various widths as well you can get vibrating sounding bars and uh, the idea is to stretch the urethral hole as well i'm thinking like you know like a balinese sound bath where you get the bowl and you bang exactly the that's it. what we're going to so say when you said like meditation rocks, like a meditation thing it's like <laughs> like vibrations because vibrations can be very good for you around your central nervous system lots of people use for anxiety there's lots of like products out there dildos vibrating things can be very good for you in my mind i'm thinking of sort of like a cocktail stirrer so maybe toothpick is like the smaller oh, width. That would go in. That's fine. That's like a. That, that's all right. Yeah, I wouldn't even notice that. And Ding, then they no. go up to let's say index finger. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and potentially bigger, but that is some of the more niche things that we sell. We've never done a toy. We don't have any toys. You don't have any toys. I'm going to send you a big box, boys. I've never used toys. Uh, yes, I'm, you have. What? I found one in the drawer the other day. What one? Your weird dildo thing what that you put your willy in. Uh, lol. I found that. <gasps> I found that in the... Are you blushing? In, in no, the, no, 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 no. I was actually going to mention this earlier. Basically, we don't have sex, so I bought the Lalo, like, wanking thing. And he hasn't was, told me, and I was clear... I haven't used it. Bollocks. No, 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 no. I actually swear on my mother's life, I haven't used it. However, it came with lube, and I had a wank with the lube with it. But I didn't have a wank with that, because I couldn't connect it to the fucking Bluetooth on my phone. Who puts the dildo thing on Bluetooth? It's not on Bluetooth because I managed to work it. It is on Bluetooth. <laughs> I managed no, to work you, it. I have the app on my phone. I can show you the app on my phone. How have I not seen it? You've got the app to a dildo, man. Oh, Did you try it, Ollie? Did you switch it on? No, I called my friend Jenna and I was like, you'll never guess what I just found. You told somebody <laughs> about it. Look, see. I rang Jenna. I rang Carrie. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I rang people. I was like, guess what I've just found. I called Amelia. Then How this much is was it? Of 200 quid. Was it actually? That's yeah. That's expensive crack. I guess, well, especially when I couldn't connect to the Bluetooth or work it. Again, this is a start. There we go. There's a robot sleeve. There's a, there's a toy in the house. Toys are fun. Toys are fun. And I really want to stress, you know, people don't necessarily use toys because they can't get the real thing. It's a great addition. And they vibrate. And so far, I haven't met a vibrating human. So something when I originally opened my shop, which was very niche, was chastity cages. And... Now, they're not so niche. I saw loads of them. It's like, like a chastity like, belt. Like a- chastity cage. The shape of it is a flaccid penis shape. 
and it is a cage, so you have to put it all in, in encasing the penis and the balls. And there's a ring close to the body, which means that you can't pull it off because the balls are in front. And lock and key. At what stage does someone buy something like that? Are you thinking, right, your husband's going off to the city, he's at the office 12 hours a day, he's got a new beautiful secretary, I'm going to put his dick and balls in a cage? They're really, really popular. So a lot of submissive guys like it. It takes the pressure away of sex and coming. Right. And then there is the kind of tease, torturing element to it as well. It's playful. It is playful. It okay. is playful. But, you know, you're denying orgasm. So for a period of time, when you finally take that cage off... You're going to... Yeah. I love that sound. What? Just then. That it, sound, it, it made you think of a whale exhaling. Probably did. You, I think there is definitely a thing that's going to stimulate our relationship. What, free willy. What, well, <laughs> let's free, let's free the willy. Let's too just easy. free the willy. And guys, if you happen to be in Brighton, make sure you go and check out your sex shops. What are they called again? Lust and Taboo. Are they both the same sort of store? Very, very different. Very Lust different. is the fun, playful one. And Taboo is more the moody, intimate, boutique. The thing that's more Taboo. I, love, I do love the name Taboo. So if anyone's in Brighton, Lust or Taboo. We have said that we do need to go to a sex shop at some point if we wanted to kind of find something uber pull back to brighton uh calandra this has been amazing thank you very much thank you so much for having me on your show gareth and ollie and good luck you'll have to keep me updated with your sex life we will come again <laughs> we will yeah <laughs> with a you we're gonna come oh yeah that was interesting wasn't it that was slightly intense it went actually quite deep at one point and then i was like okay we need to remove ourselves from that and uh when it got near your prostate a little bit yeah I think everyone can take away some stuff from that. For all the women that are listening today, I think we all need to raise a glass tonight to the lady that invented the clitoris. I think that is the biggest takeaway. Men have a lot to answer for, don't they? All right, that is it for another episode of Newly Dads. Make sure you join us every Tuesday and we can do everything naughty, really. I think we've decided we are going to sign this off with see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Love you all. See you soon. listening to Newly Dads with Ollie and Gareth Lotlock. The producer is Ben Johns. The assistant producer is Maya Adelia. Videography by Jamie Gilbert. Video editing by Jake G. The executive producers are Jemima Rathbone and Jamie Lang. And Newly Dads is a jam pop production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.